You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please press any key to continue. New chapter this morning in the battle against Ebola. Nickelback are back. The multi-platinum band has just announced a new album and a North American summer. Until you see the flaming butthole, you ain't seen nothing yet. Something good for ya. All right, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Something Good For You podcast, where the two of us are going to be sifting through the bullshit to try to bring some holiday cheer for you. What are you doing? Crowds are what? That's crowd noise. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) On my end, I hear nothing. I know it's going to come through in your recording. On my end, I hear nothing, so I was like... Yeah, yeah, that that's that sounds about right. A nothing crowd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Alex Stiff, and sitting with me as always is the one and only Dave Weimar. I I'm trying to figure out which way to point out. I don't know which way Zoom's gonna record this, so I'm gonna look like a buffoon pointing in both directions, but I'll know where Dave's gonna land. But yeah, happy happy holidays, Merry Christmas from us over here is something good for you. Uh, yeah. Usually, uh, if you guys have paid attention for the last few years, it's usually been like a big round table of awful gentlemen, you know, doing all their shit. But man, it has been hard as hell to get everyone in a room this year. I mean, like everyone's been working. Like no, no one really slacking. No one just going like oh, I don't want to do this no more. Everyone's fucking busy. Work is just taking it out of us. Yeah, well, whatever. But hey, <laughs> we're here. I got I got some yeah. Baileys in my coffee. Dave's all cheered up. He's got his bows on his headphones. So uh, we're going to rock this shit out. Yeah, it's Christmas. Got my little nightmare uh, for Christmas fucking sweater on. You got your Darth Vader one. Oh, yeah, I got a Darth Vader one. I've also got a, a custom Santa Claus hat that mom made for me years ago. This guy, nice. whole bunch of cheater print and, you know, skull shit on it. So really cool. And if you guys want to figure out what the fuck we're talking about, if you're still listening to the stupid audio version of this, pop your ass on over to YouTube and watch us live and in the flesh YouTube. and get scared <laughs> and get scared by our ugly mugs. <laughs> so are you a are you a Merry Christmas guy or are you a Happy Holidays guy? Or are you both? Like I always go Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. <laughs> Just yeah. To make sure I piss everybody off. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, the thing is is if I wanted to pick the angsty answer, there is no correct answer. Because you're going to piss someone, you hit the nail on the head, you're going to hit piss someone off no matter what you say. If you say Merry Christmas, you're going to piss someone off. If you say Happy Holidays, you're going to piss the Christians off. Yeah. I can't pick a side because exactly what you said, everyone's going to get mad. If I'm being completely honest, both this and this is about as festive as I ever get. It's like, you know, we're, we're of course going to talk about some Christmas music and stuff, and I've got plenty to say, but it's not that I've really listened to this willingly. <laughs> it's not that I do a lot of this Christmas shit willingly. I it's love just, Christmas. Really? Yeah, I do. I, it's just a good time of year, you know? It's, uh, you know, well, especially living in Texas for so long, it's like, you know, the weather's starting to get a little cooler. Mm-hmm. Even in Texas, it can drop down to like a not in the nineties. So, <laughs> <laughs> but originally from Seattle, you know, it was cold and stuff. But I, I, I don't know. When I, I just all my the memories from being a kid, you know, I'd get it so excited when Rudolph came on, dude. That was it. 
Zero so Rudolph was the favorite of the, the classic Rankin and Bass specials. I don't know if it's my favorite, but it's like one that's, you know, implanted. Really? You know, in, in my memory for that's what, because it was always put out early, you know. Yeah, yeah. It would usually come out like around what Thanksgiving is when yeah. they had aired on TV. Yeah, either that or the day after Black Friday or something. Mm-hmm. Knowing all the kids were going to be stuck at home watching shit. Yeah. <laughs> But no, so it's like, I, I don't know. So back to the Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays. I guess just Merry Christmas because it's just simply what I was raised on. You know, yeah, it's like, know, you know, being yeah. being 31, you know, the Happy Holidays shit didn't really start going into effect until I was in my late teens. Well, the thing you know, about the Happy Holidays thing, this is the way I always thought of it. It was like you were, it was a greeting for the season. You know, it mm-hmm. wasn't like, you know. Because we can't say Christ, you know, Merry Christmas, you know, you can't say that. So we're going to say Happy Holidays. I remember Happy Holidays way before any fucking of this bullshit, like in the 60s, 70s. You know, it was like, and I think yeah, that Thanksgiving, may... Christmas, New Year's. Those are the, are they, am I wrong? Are those holidays? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, all, you're absolutely correct. And I mean, right and you can't together. forget about, you know, stuff like Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and everything else that also happens this time of year. So, I mean, all yeah. of these things would be holidays. You know, I think you also hit something kind of interesting, too, because I believe that this is one of those few, I keep wanting to say territorial, it's one of those few um, regional, there we go, regional differences that weren't really discussed before the internet age. You were accustomed to that being in the Seattle, Washington area that throughout time and history has been a more liberal leaning part of the U.S. even through the 60s and 70s. So you guys were probably more conscious of that and not pushing so hard in the Bible Belt. Yeah. Like I was raised in North Carolina, so it didn't take. It took until the early thousands with a lot of the internet intertwining for that to even become part of a, the idea of a lexicon, just something that we mentioned. Happy holidays. You saw that on something that just seemed kind of generic. It's like, yeah. oh well, we're, that's not for Christmas. That's happy holidays. That's not even Christmas. Yeah, now bu- you see was- happy holidays and you associate it with Christmas. Yeah, it was the bumper stickers that really got me for going first with the, you know, keep Christ in Christmas mm-hmm. type of thing, you know? It's like, what And you that? saw those what? Like in those early to mid 2000s, right? Yeah, it was 2000s. That was like when I was in Texas, though. <laughs> Yeah, and, and seeing, I, I I honestly believe that is one of those symptoms of the internet and a faster digital age. Just a lot more people sharing their opinions on that, and just to the point of it actually being changed in the public lexicon. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm I've always been no keep Santa in Christmas. <laughs> you know, why keep Christ in Christmas? The fucking manger is like the worst fucking you know Christmas decoration there is. Yeah, you know, it's like fuck that. Give me Santa, you know. How long did uh how long did your kids uh go along believing Santa or how long did you allow them to fall under that illusion? Sorry kids for anyone listening. <laughs> well, I mean, one can argue that they still believe as I do. Oh, okay. I so did, so did, so did, explain did. that th- uh thought process cuz I've heard a few people say that. So what's your stance on that? Oh, I just, you know, as long as you believe, you know, I mean, fuck, keep Christ in Christmas, you know, it's fucking the odds of that, you know, come on, <laughs> let's all wake up. All right. So I choose to believe in Santa. <laughs>
my god so there you go <laughs> fair fair i mean it's, it's just as much equal right so why can't you know, just say it? I always without kids, this turn into a religion topic there's a lot more uh, scriptures and books written about christ than there was santa there there's at least know, there's dude. at least a uh there's at there, least there's a followable canon with jesus you can there's, follow that canon there's <laughs> there's multiple books there's a whole multiverse with the whole jesus thing okay we're going into outer space we got talking lizards and snakes and shit we got guys and girls figuring out they got nudie parts we got fucking whales and fall, swallowing motherfuckers and talking to them and shit you know so we, we have all this lore too, though there's a, you know just on the hallmark channel alone you have over five million christmas movies right but they can never Never get Santa's beginnings right. Everyone has a different theological standpoint of who and where Santa came as, from. As Jesus, no, there's 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 oh, one no, there main are very book. many different versions the, uh, of that, but too, none of those so. are correct. Oh, okay, <laughs> you're right. You're right. None of those are correct. <laughs> the key word is none. <laughs> But yeah, did uh, but within the family, did y'all ever have that discussion of you know, or did they have that sit down of being like, Dad, well, what what's up with Santa? Oh yeah, dude, my oldest figured it out really quick, you know. Really? Yeah, yeah, and uh, my youngest, we tried to ride for as long as we could, you know, you know, <laughs> and, and and my oldest would help. You know, really? Yeah, because we had those elves, cool. elves on the shelves too. You know, and so oh. we would we would move it. And being lazy parents that we are, she would like move it every fucking day if we forgot. You know, <laughs> so she was on top of it too. See, you guys were a lot more attentive with that shit than my folks were. My folks were just like. Fucking go to sleep early or Santa ain't coming. That's about all I got. <laughs> God, I, I don't miss getting up fucking early and building all the toys. Because when Santa brought the toys, they were not wrapped. Santa didn't wrap gifts. He took them out of his bag and just set them up, you know? Oh, yeah, of course. You got to keep the part of the lore right. Yeah, so I had to fucking get, you know, not stay up all night fucking building that shit. Mm-hmm. Well, see, I, I find that odd because when... So, so for me, I remember the day, me personally, I remember the day I found out that Santa wasn't real. And I, I don't remember how old I was, but I can never forget the afternoon because it is just ingrained in my memory. Had to be sometime in November. Um, it was a Saturday. Mom calls me from work, asked me if something was in her closet because she was looking for it because I guess she was shopping, wanted to make sure she still had a certain article of clothing that would work with what she's looking for. She sends me to her closet to go look or check on something. And then as I'm going in there and like, you know, trying to find what it is, I look up and I see a white trash bag and pressed up against the trash bag was a new Game Boy game. Uh. And I'm like, I don't. Ooh, that's for me. That's for my Christmas present. Fuck yes, I'm getting a game because it was for the Game Boy I didn't have as well. Right. So that that gave me two hints. I was just like, oh, I got that game and I'm getting the new system. Yes, yes completely forgot about it christmas eve rolls around and in my family on christmas eve is when we open up all the family gifts right you go to sleep wake up the next morning santa comes christmas is basically fucking done with the kids fuck off all day and the parents sleep all day 
Uh-huh. So Christmas Eve rolls around. I didn't get the Game Boy or the game, but I wasn't thinking about it because I was just happy and grateful for what I did get. You know, I was mm-hmm. never one of those kids of like, I didn't get yada yada. It was, I didn't get yada yada, but I got this. Yay. You know, yeah. was, I was always grateful. Next morning, Santa drops off a new Game Boy and those fucking games I saw and just it literally like those like the anime moments of like where the background turns to black and like the the teardrop forms it was just like all of a sudden it's like all the flashbacks and it took me like two weeks to say anything but i am just in agony over this being like oh my god you're so excited for the game boy and you're so destroyed because there is no yes Oh my god! I figured it out. I ruined it well, for myself. But see, there's <laughs> there's still a fucking Santa though. It was your, you know. Well, see, so with? when I finally mustered up, because that's the reason I was asking you, like your stance on it, and how you worded it, is this the same way Mom worded it to me? A few weeks later, it's like sometime in January. I was just like, "Hey, um, is is, is Santa real? Is he really real?" And she just kind of like she never lied to me ever in my entire life so like when i asked her that i saw her weighing it mm-hmm. she was doing the whole why did this kid and he is asking me a very direct question what the fuck do i do and then she she flipped it right back to me she goes well do you believe in santa and i was like it's hard for me to believe that someone is coming in our house in the middle of the night and leaving presents and she was like, okay, well, unfortunately, you kind of have figured that out. There, No one's coming in the house and leaving presents. The presents that get left are from me and dad. She goes, however, they're given to you in the spirit of St. Nick. There's certain just traditions that she explained, like tradition and this, that, and the other. And she's like, I hope you don't think I was lying to you. She's like, I just wanted to make something special. And at that point, I got it. And I was like, oh. Okay, well, do I stop getting presents on Christmas Day now that I know? Now that I know, <laughs> she's like, no. She goes, just know that Santa presents are you know us. And she was actually thankful because like the following year is when we kind of hit like some financial hard times. Mm-hmm. So she was able to explain and be like, look, now that you know like Santa ain't real, let me explain something to you. <laughs> she's <laughs> like, <laughs> this, is the, this is how the dollar works. <laughs> yeah, she's like, we're in a thing right now called a recession. <laughs> when you leave that milk out, you know, that that hurts us. Uh-huh. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> a lot. But it was really cool to work it back right to what you were saying about building the toys. I found the love of Santa again when my little sister was born. So that was only maybe like a two or three year gap. Yeah. And then my sister was born and then the torch got passed on. Now you get to help with Santa. And oh, I ate that up. I loved that aspect. So no, I I can relate to your oldest on that one and being like, oh yeah, let's make that special for the youngest in the family. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, in all honesty, too, I'm really glad they don't believe anymore because uh, that's a lot easier on me. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. <laughs> see, see, y'all don't do like the in the spirit of Santa shit anymore. Oh well, they'll usually get gifts from Santa. I was still, gonna say, how old is the youngest? Uh, thirteen, going to be fourteen here in uh, February. 
Gotcha. Uh, yeah, I mean that that's still the age where you know you still get the the big present comes yeah. from Santa the, the in the spirit of Santa. Like like yeah. I can like I can think back like when I got my guitar, Santa brought that. Anytime oh, okay. I got a game system, Santa brought that. No, my parents always took credit for the good shit. <laughs> <laughs> Santa was kind of a douche when, you know, <laughs> when I was a little kid with, with presents. You know, I get lifesavers and Pez and, you know, stupid shit. Santa always got us. But no, he did bring the fucking, I don't know, a lot of like G.I. Joe shit, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, and it, like the gi joe tower and shit and that you know that you had to build up and shit you know that he, he would bring that because it would be always assembled under the tree so so did your folks make like christmas and santa real special for you and is that the reason you're passing it on or was it just kind of a whatever in your family I, and you want to make that difference for your kids i think uh n- not so much that they made it special that i just got really excited about it you know, gotcha. It was a very so, much you thing. You personally yeah. got inspired and happy about it. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I wanted to have my kids share that same feeling. You know, oh, your like, family Ooh. probably also wasn't fighting a lot during Christmas either, were they? Mm, yeah, they were. Really? Seeds. Yeah. Well, because uh, my dad w- was my dad was a, a staunch Republican, you know, and my mom was a was a, a Catholic. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'd go, have to go to church all the fucking time when I was a kid. My uncle was gay. So, yeah, there was always fighting. Yeah, always. no more no more to even be said on that one as soon as you said <laughs> that. And I was just like, ooh, and that's a family function. Wonder how yeah. that goes. Yeah. <laughs> Duck. Yeah, in, the, in the one of the most liberal states there is, too. You know, my dad was always fucking starting arguments with people. God. See, and, and I found that interesting. So maybe I just have to... Because everything, you know, changes and, you know, quote unquote, heals with time, not to make this sound more dramatic than it is. But it's like, I feel like one of the reasons I'm not the biggest fan of Christmas is between my grandmother and my stepfather, not Eric, clarification, since I've spoken about Eric numerous times on the show. I don't want folks getting the wrong idea. Not Eric. Eric was always awesome. The stepfather before him. (laughs) Uh, Oh, okay. Do you know your real dad? Yes. Yeah. We're still in contact. We're still in contact. So, are you still in contact with your first stepdad? Uh, no, that would be my uh, sister's biological father. Okay, so yeah, there's no. still the, there's still a connection there though because you have a sister that's you know, so you can't just exit out, you know. There's but I have okay. <laughs> I haven't talked to him in like nearly ten years, so I think I have. <laughs> and he's made no attempt either, so no, not at all. So that's why I'm just like, Neh. <laughs> but no, between him and my grandmother, they made like a good like eight to ten year span of Christmases, just like absolute bullshit like especially my grandmother and i'm not trying to speak ill on the dead god rest her soul but however it's not a family secret she was a tyrant around christmas and just like would lose her shit at the drop of a hat one little thing go wrong okay you watch the bear yeah yeah bear's great that that christmas episode oh god made me emotional yeah, see, because that- I saw so much of my family in that episode. Like, yeah. I was kind of laughing for about the first 10 minutes, and then my girl even noticed, like, I got real fucking quiet. And I was just kind of, like, intently watching. And she was like, You like this episode? And I'm like, It's very real. 
And like I, <laughs> I, I kind of talked to her a little bit afterwards. She she could tell us I wasn't shaken, but it was like it was just very odd to see something like you have another episode of PTSD going on with a, a little <laughs> bit because I had never seen I've seen dysfunctional family Christmas things being portrayed, it never that visceral. Yeah. And our family was very visceral in those moments. And like with me and mom trying to like corral emotions and yelling and screaming and blowing up and all this other stuff. So just witnessing that. Yeah, that that's a little taste of my Christmases growing up. So that's that's one of the reasons I've had a little bit of trouble kind of finding the joy myself in adulthood, because anytime I've also tried to create that joy, Unfortunately, it's been with a partner that may no longer like be a part of my life. So then the Christmases when I don't have the partner, I'm reminded of what I don't have and little shit like that. And then maybe the little bit of thing that I have to work through of, okay, it's okay to form the memory, even if it doesn't last. That kind of thing. It's it's almost the thing of trying to understand this can be a fun time of year. Yeah, I'm just not there. i don't know i i mean my my family fucking argued all the time too no not anywhere near like that bear episode though Mm -hmm. he's like throw the fork (laughs) no it literally the only thing that was being portrayed in that episode that never happened was uh there was never any physical violence toward anyone um there was a time or two that things were thrown at each other but like intentionally like maybe a foot away from their head just to kind of prove a point type deal yeah, no, no, nobody's that great of an athlete to pull that shit off because something no. fucking bad can happen so but like no no My hands were throw- like okay yeah to kind of temper ideas no hands were ever laid on each other it was a lot of verbal and emotional yeah. distress yeah same, same, same i still like i still like the holidays though I mean, it starts with Halloween, dude, and it ends on New Year's. It's pretty well, fucking see, cool. Well, see, motherfucker, I almost had Halloween ruined for me a few years ago, and I've been able to finally reclaim that one. Like, I'm tired of all these holidays getting ruined for me. Like, goddamn, I want to enjoy how, myself. How did Halloween get ruined for you? That's a story off air. I'm not talking about Someone that. Someone put acid in my fucking Jolly Rancher, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a bad no, fucking trip. My, might as well. They, they might as well put a fucking apple, a razor blade in my goddamn candy apple with the way that fucked me up. Oh. <laughs> That's a story for another time and maybe publicly in a few years. <laughs> oh, man, it's therapy, bro. Get it, it out. Is, that, that, well, this isn't something therapy for you. <laughs> maybe the next Halloween episode. <laughs> You're going to store and log that, and then you're going to be like, all right, so Halloween, five years ago, what happened? Dude, I'm not, <laughs> not going to store and log fucking that in fucking 10 minutes, man. It's going to be gone. Be like, you, what happened to you Halloween 10 years ago? It all started with a trip to Atlanta. <laughs> have you ever played word association? Like someone throws out a word, and you have to fucking rapidly say something right yeah. back, like, like dog cat exactly yeah do it with band names so i'm gonna throw out a band and then you first thing that comes to your mind and try not to i mean just try not to clear your brain and not like sucks great you know the words like that you know let's do it okay acdc classic okay not great or sucks but yeah i got you i got you rolling stones Classic. 
Um, iconic. Beatles. Irreplaceable. Judas Priest. <laughs> we both know <laughs> the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> you even looked at me knowing. <laughs> Nirvana. Dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, you said first word that comes to yeah. mind is is no, not going to always be nice. No, that's well, that's that's reality too. You know, yeah. Kurt Kurt is dead, and so is Nirvana. I mean, <laughs> they they live on the they they, they live like Santa. <laughs> <laughs> They're still here if you believe in them, guys. They live they live in recordings. They live in our hearts. <laughs> All right, cool. I just all right. Well, let me give you a few. Right. Um, Ramones. Fun. Okay. Um, Queen. Awesome. But that's, I can't. Uh, uh, yeah, that's. Uh, your I own rules, buddy. I, I was going to let it slide. First, first thing that popped into my head, though. Um, enormous. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Um, Quiet Riot. Ellie. Jelly. Yeah, I don't know why it popped in my head. As far as rock and roll goes, it's pretty fucking jelly, isn't it? <laughs> what does that mean, though? Like, it's it just... doesn't really have any substance. It's just uh, wiggles around with vibration. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. I just had, I just had to have clarification as to what that meant. Um, um, oh, I, I could say immature. <laughs> okay. There we go. Immature. Although, all, all their hits are Slade songs. Oh, I know. Or, I so. love Slade, though. <laughs> all right. Slade. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. There you go. All right. All right. And uh, one final one, just just to ruffle some feathers. Kiss. Costume. <laughs> Costume. First all right. Four. So, <laughs> it popped in my head. Well, that that actually leads into one of the little sub things we'll talk about because, of course, this is a music show, so we got to talk some music, and uh, we're going to be talking about some Christmas music a little later on. But just kind of wet the whistle. I, uh, I hopped on Facebook Live the other day, and um, I kind of told folks I was like, I'm not going to rebroadcast this or making an episode. I was just more or less hopping on to kind of chat and just you know communicate with folks. But um, in that, I was talking about what Kiss has now unveiled for the end of the road. So, leading up to this, Doc McGee was hinting around at you know all this brand new technology they were going to bring out for the final show, not the one before because they had two nights at Madison Square Garden. The final show, they were going to have all this new technology. Kiss was going to go out with a bang. They have spent well over a million dollars on the final show. That's All not really right. that much money these days, though, right? I mean, it's it's not, but it's a million extra. They're like sucking in an extra million dollars into this final show, which into, okay for yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, on top of everything they already do, mm-hmm. I may not give two shits about this lineup. Paul Stanley is lip syncing his vocals, whatever. But however. I'm curious, okay, what what grand explosion, crazy, greatest show on earth thing are you going to end us with? 
Rock and roll all night kicks in. Big brrrr. Paul smashes the guitar. They're getting lifted up on the things. Bunch of fireworks. Stage looks fucking awesome, okay? And they all jump off. <laughs> Live suicide. That would have been good. <laughs> that would have been good. But uh, <laughs> what winds up happening is they get lifted up, smashing the guitars. And usually, you know, it's the thank you, good night. You know, they do the final boom with a bunch of fireworks on that final hit. And then stage goes dark, you know, and little outro music as people file out Mm. the final show. Thank you. Good night. They're still ringing out that final note and all this extra dense fog fills the stage. And it's like, oh, well, this is different. What are they going to do? And when I say you can't see shit on stage now from the fog, you genuinely can. I mean, lights are even having problems poking through this fog. Mm-hmm. You hear Paul give a count off. One, two, three. Bam. Just guitar chords and like a cymbal. No fireworks, no nothing. Now, I know that like when Tupac showed up as like an uh, animatronic, not animatronic, um, hologram. Mm-hmm. You have to hit the stage with a lot of fog so all those lights and lasers mm-hmm. can build that 3D model. I'm seeing all this fog and I'm like, oh shit, they're gonna do fucking holograms. All right, fuck it, let's see it. Let's This will be fucking cool. Let's do no. it. Maybe, maybe we'll get like an Eric Carr drum solo. They're a uh, former drummer who's passed away due to yeah. cancer. Yeah. Maybe we'll get a little drum solo from Eric Carr. A drum, uh, a drum kit will rise up from the stage. A hologram Eric comes through, and like one of his old drum solos starts blasting through the speakers as we watch him play. Holy crap, that'd be awesome! Four lights hit the stage: red, purple, green, blue. Their colors, and the screen starts showing this wave of all these blue colors and like lightning and shit. All of a sudden, you see poorly rendered CGI Kiss characters pop up on screen, in which Paul says, and I'm paraphrasing, Kiss fans, your love and power has made us immortal. And this it's all this, it's like a new era of Kiss has begun. And you, oh yeah. And then you see these like horribly rendered 3D CGI characters miming along to fucking studio track Kiss stuff. And that's how they end the fucking show. With like a 30, 45 second commercial, a new era has begun with a fucking QR code for you to scan. That's the end of the show. Did you scan the QR code? Yeah. It takes you to... Of of course I did. Of course I fucking did. What the fuck is this? I'm looking at this going, what the fuck are you guys doing? What is this? What is... No. I scan the fucking QR code. I hop on the website and... Basically, there's nothing on the site. There's three video, three videos. One showing the guys in their fucking mocap suits, miming along, you know, capturing the footage. And another one is like this 50-minute video of them sitting with the graphic designers at guess fucking where? ILM. Disney is doing this. Of course. Kiss and Disney have a partnership now because ILM has created the new Kiss era and they're passing the torch to ilm and it is up to them to keep the kiss legacy going through these new immortal avatars as they're calling them oh yeah well you know kiss is all about that too you know marvel fucking star wars kiss and i get that i get it however 
the shit looks like early Pixar. Like it's not good. Like I might have a slightly different opinion. Like if well, it actually put an extra good. million into it, <laughs> how good could it look? Was it better than Money for Nothing? That video from the Dire Straits. <laughs> Funny fact that came up the other day, and I rewatched that, and I'm like, this is actually fucking good. Fuck it's all y'all. Fucking, yeah, it's fucking great. Dude. <laughs> all y'all kiss great. my ass. I love this. This is great. Pre roadblocks, no. you know. <laughs> so the, here's you. You touched on something that. I wanted, I didn't really talk about in the live stream that I thought about after the fact. And I was like, damn it, that was the whole hook of my annoyance. What did I say at the very beginning of this? Doc McGee and both Gene Simmons were talking about sinking all this extra money, debuting brand new technology. Mind you, brand new technology that they're hoping works and spent an extra million on for this final show. You're meaning to tell me you hoped that the illusion of a lot of fog, so you don't see the members walk off stage and they kind of like just disappear into the ethos. You're meaning mm-hmm. to tell me mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. cost an extra million dollars? To the fucking, you know, oh, now we can create whatever we want. You know, I always kind of thought Kiss would end up being like a, what's that uh, um, fucking all boy band in Mexico, Menudo, Menudo, Menudo. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, I I always thought they were going to be the next that, you know, or they're just going to pass the torch to younger guys and put, you know, and and you know what, as much as I would have also disliked that choice, I would have at least understood that. But here's the problem. All the information I gave you is all the information that's out there. There's no, concrete set thing of with these avatars this is what you're going to expect there's none of that there's no you can witness this you know at the las vegas sphere you know with crazy graphics they haven't talked about any of it you know so you have to buy these avatars or no we don't know what the fuck it is okay okay yeah no one knows they haven't said all they've done is release a lot of promo of like you know these avatars playing along to these kiss songs and gene and paul going this is the new era of kiss this is the new era of kiss (sighs) the entire fucking time that's all it is which now leads me to ask you with these avatars and with the idea of it being ilm which is connected to disney what do you think they're going to do with them? Because they haven't told us. This is all speculation at this point here forward. Uh, I think that they're like too old to fucking perform live anymore. So it's oh, like that's gonna, totally what it is. You know, what I'm asking gonna, is, what do you think these avatars are going to do? What what are that? What do the avatars serve? They're going to be the new the new the new uh, kiss. So a non-existent person creating the music to filter right into gene and paul's pockets <laughs> you know kiss won't be uh, you know it's like this magical entity in a cloud now you know oh, it is but they're still going to be playing. they're still going to be writing music they're still going to be and it's probably well, they haven't know, written music in over 10 years well they probably will for this i bet and they might not but ai might you know so uh, yeah, you know and thought. if they're if they're getting involved with uh with disney on that aspect you know and this avatar and the new whole thing i can see something like that you know so i guess my main question was like do you think this is going to be a traveling thing do you think it's going to be residencies i mean what do you think the scope of this avatar is going to be like what what do you think think they're going to do with it you can do the same thing with like uh uh like they do with movies you know it can travel very easily you know 
I don't see it going into stadiums. Who's going to fucking go watch a bunch of fucking digital avatars on, st- you know, who knows? So God, you know, who and see, fucking- and that, that's, that's what's kind of got my brain working is like, okay, so they're, they're kind of talking about, you know, lights and all this other stuff kind of playing an important role in what you're seeing on the screen. So clearly this isn't going to be a situation of you just go to your local movie theater, you know, for this month's fucking, you know, kiss avatar showing, you know, the music. Yeah. It's, it's gotta be somewhere with stage lighting and stuff like that. So maybe like one of those 4DX theaters where you've got like the moving seats and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Maybe, maybe something or, like that, but I'm wondering or like a uh, Paramount size, you know, uh, like, uh, you know, every city has a theater, like a fifteen hundred seater to, yep. you know, to three thousand seat. You know, so, something small, but it's yeah. like where you go see fucking stage shit, like uh, the the Book of Mormon or mm-hmm. you know Phantom of the Opera, or you know ba- a lot of bands play that circuit, dude. You know, and seeing and seeing my thing is it's like. Are we really paying to watch a screen with a light show? Yeah. Like I would be a lot like like I would be a lot more intrigued if this was like the hologram technology. Like just as a like technology well, maybe, nerd. Maybe it will I would be, be interested in seeing that. You know, maybe that's where they're going. Maybe they will be, you know. Yeah. So because, um, yeah, I don't see any future in just a fucking avatar if it's not doing anything. And see, and I wonder too. Because the one thing that you were able to grab off the website was you were able to grab a QR code to add to your wallet, like your digital wallet. So like Samsung Pay or Apple Pay. So you're able to grab like a pass to put in that. My knowledge of passes means that there's going to be real world scenarios that you scan this pass on and you get something digitally on your phone. It's like an interactive thing. That makes me wonder if there's going to be situations and like the first thing that pops in my head is a Fortnite skin. You scan that code into Fortnite using your webcam or whatever else, and that unlocks the Kiss avatars. And now you can use the Kiss avatars in your favorite game. Oh, yeah, I can see that, too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I wonder I can... if there's going to be little things like that that they start implementing as well. That's a lot more doable. Mm-hmm. Because I'm trying you know, to think of like the terminology they are using. Because I know in the tech world, specific phrasing is key. But and the if they're using the phrasing sounded like, avatars, yeah. But the way you described it, sound you know, and it was on a stage when it happened. And this is the new era of Kiss. It sounds like it's going to be the new era of Kiss. You know, but. Well, what does that mean? What what mean? What does the idea of Kiss? What was the past era of Kiss? Because if we want to look at the past era of Kiss, it was four guys rotating members. We're not talking about that. Four guys on stage playing music that had a global merchandising empire behind them: comic books, TV shows, everything else. If that was the past era, if all of that is included, this new era. Who the fuck knows? They're not telling us. <laughs> yeah, See. well, I mean, it sounds just like the past era. <laughs> it's still going to be this Fucking global right. marketing thing, which, I mean, it, I know you love Kiss and love Kiss's music, you know, but, but I, one thing I'll say about Kiss, what's that noise? Oh, I think I mean, that's like cars outside. Okay, okay. Um, 
they are the it's all about i mean i know they did the whole makeup scene and everything was just to create this whole like if a fucking uh not image but just this whole existence of everything and all for the dollar all for the you know you bring it in you know because if you listen to uh um Chris Shiflett's podcast, or you can watch it on YouTube too. Uh, he's talking to Mike McCready, and they're the huge, both huge Kiss fans, and they they credit Ace Freely for everything that they've done. You know, so <gasps> I love um, that you fucking said that. Okay, well, so it's, it's dude, every fucking grunge band out of Seattle was a huge fucking Kiss fan. They even have CZ Records even put out "Hard to Believe" a Kiss compilation album. I've never preach. I've, Keep it going. I know, I've Fuck you, Tyler. Anything. Fuck you, Tyler Reese from the Cyberdelics. Fucking watch this shit, bro. I fucking told you. I fucking told you. All right, in our Discord, uh, he posted this uh, meme of Tommy Thayer applying the Ace Frehley makeup, and it said, uh, if you can be uh, always be yourself unless you can be Ace Frehley, always be Ace Frehley. Well, me kind of being a little grumpy about all this, and I'm a, I love Ace, but Ace sucks today. I mean, he is a shell of who he once was. Yeah, I've replied just kind of being funny. I was just like, you know, oh, uh, well, you know, at this point, you might want to just strive to be yourself instead of Ace Fraley, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and he was like, what? A washed up guitar player? Hack, yada, yada, yada. I was just like, used to not be able to play. And he was like, could never play. I'm like, no, Ace was cool. All right, Ace, bastard. But, I mean, Ace wasn't a, a, a technician on the axe by any means, but. He was a great blues rock and roll player. Oh, yeah. And and it started... Tyler loves to troll. He's a fucking troll through and through. He loves just to get under people's skin. But he made the wrong choice of compare... Because I was saying... I was like, okay, well, I said... A lot of famous guitar players would disagree with you, but okay, you know. Yeah. And he's just like, "Well, you know, all those guitar players are ruining rock and roll these days." I'm like, "Motherfucker, I'm not talking about the twerps your age. I'm talking about motherfuckers in the late '80s, early '90s that cited Ace as a influence." Well, that's who I'm talking about. Oh, wait, wait, okay, wait. Tom Morello slash Dave yes. Grohl. All these people are ruining rock and roll in your eyes. You love yeah. all these bands, motherfucker. Shut up. You know, and he's just like, well, just because someone's influential doesn't mean they're good. I mean, Hitler was influential. I'm like, oh, Jesus, fuck. What a that, that That's what I was dealing with. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's right, though. Hitler was influential. Okay, and, and, and here's my point. And I'm just like, motherfucker, don't make me do this. I was like, I'm going to fucking don't. Ah, okay, here I go. Are you happy, asshole? Here I go. And then I explained, I'm like, yes. Just because someone is influential does not inherently make them good. Right, right. Hitler was influential to a horrible subsect of people because he unfortunately was good at what he did if he wasn't good at what he did he unfortunately would not be influential he would have flown under the radar and been a footnote in history (laughs) i I disagree with the fact that you called them horrible people because who he influenced might not have been horrible people they were just misguided and lied to over and over till they believed it i'm talking about current day people oh well, we because because he even we still influences. The, we, can still, we can still see that right now. It's just not Hitler. It's somebody else. But you know, but, but I, you we don't need to point. go down that road. <laughs> no, 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 no. But you get my point. I was just explaining yeah. to him. Like, unfortunately, yeah. he was good. I throw that in huge air quotes because it's a history thing, not an opinion thing. He was quote unquote good at what he did, which made him unfortunately influential to other negative people in history. Yeah. So. 
But my point, my point was <laughs> is that, that Chris Chris Shiflift uh, and um, uh, fucking Mike McCready were talking about Ace, you know, yeah. and saying that they're fucking, you know, um, totally influenced by them. They, you can hear fucking their guitar riffs, Ace's guitar riffs, in so many fucking songs. Oh yeah, as you can hear in other songs pre kiss too so oh yeah because I mean, ace ripped a lot yes, of stuff yes absolutely but we all do because mm-hmm. you know it's just it just happens and sometimes it's totally accidental and sometimes it's not but whatever but yeah kiss but my anyway, ass tyler t- ace was a good guitar player he, <laughs> he uh chris shiflet he's a, a lead guitar player for foo fighters if anybody doesn't know but um and mike mccready's in pearl jam but anyway um he did the way he discovered kiss was on a, a lunchbox some kid's lunchbox and he's yeah. like fuck yeah so that's what i mean it's like all the, the way they fucking just created this this total world you know i discovered kiss by looking at fucking kiss alive one record mm. cover going yeah. what the fuck this is fuck yeah and I, I bought it and stuff and took it over to my friend's house and wanted to play it really bad he wanted to play barry manilow so we kept on fucking flipping over you know okay i'll play a little bit of kiss okay we'll play a little barry manilow play a little... it's like god how can you fucking keep on going back to barry manilow dude? <laughs> <laughs> and see but as much as i agree with that i do have to disagree to a point because before they had any proof of money, before they had any proof of success, they still refused to take the makeup off. So, yeah. like, in the early days, before well, they had, like, their first record, they were approached by quite a few record labels, uh, Warner Brothers being one. And they were like, we want to sign you guys. Take you just got to take the make off. Just take the makeup off. I mean, that that's goofy. It's ridiculous. Like, that's not going to sell. That's going to hinder you. If you want to make the cash take the makeup off and they're like nah we we want to do this i think they knew i think they visioned that they had their vision and i think it was this multimedia uh or not necessarily multimedia but multi-world fucking domination just on an image and by the second album yes but it wasn't by even their own doing so the kind of the little hidden history of kiss in this is a lot of that creative genius that people a lot to like to equate a lot to gene actually came from a man named bill coin bill coin and sean delaney were their first managers and stage producers sean delaney was the one that told them okay during the end of deuce walk to the front of the stage and synchronize your guitar movements mime this do it over and over do it for me get in sync get tight he was instructing them on how to do that bill a coin told them do not because they had already done it once and they got in trouble for it do not take photos outside of the makeup that makeup is important. They didn't understand the importance of the okay. makeup. Bill Coin did, their okay. manager. Okay. Bill was like, do not be seen without that makeup. You're superheroes. Don't let them see you without the ma- a costume. Don't let them do it. You've got that secret identity. Yeah. Then they latched and rolled with it. The reason um, the manager was so interested in doing that is when they signed Kiss... They didn't do the traditional, I think it's like, what, 15% goes to management and the record company, the rest kind of filtered down to the band, and you Mm -hmm. divvy it up from that. KISS signed a deal that 25% went to 
bill a coin and a coin management. Mm. The other 75 went to KISS to be split among the four. However, because Bill Coin had a stake in the merchandising, he also got an additional cut. KISS was making money hand over fist in the 70s. Oh, yeah, dude. Gene, Paul, Peter, and Ace were not making money hand over fist. They weren't seeing it. Oh. Bill Coin was. Which is the reason Kiss fell into such dire straits in the 80s when they fired Bill Coin after realizing they didn't have money socked away. He was spending it and how much money he was actually getting because they're a bunch of rock and rollers. They don't know anything about money. They trust their financial advisors and their managers to take care of that. Well, Once they realize that... The 80s when they took their makeup off, too? Wasn't that like lick it up? and uh... That was an aftermath of all of this. Right, because cause... because that was that was the one of the major sticking points. They did not have the copyrights to the makeup. They didn't own the trademark to it throughout the entire 70s. Anyone could make KISS merchandise with the makeup design as long as they didn't use the logo. But they could print that makeup design on anything and they could get away with it. Oh, Bill wow. Coin got the actual copyright to the makeup design in 1979. And in 1982, they took the makeup off. And they sucked. <laughs> but part of that being, now Bill owned the rights to the makeup. Yeah, well, I mean... They still didn't own it outright. So, when they split with him... They got the makeup rights because that's one of the few things they could get during the split. If I'm remembering everything correctly, the Kissners are probably yelling at me for these tiny details right now. But however, when they split with that, they had no money left. So now the stage show went downhill. They couldn't do as much. People weren't coming out to the shows because of all the failed records due to poor management. So they took the makeup and, off. And poor writing. Well, it was, and that, that that makeup does does make the songs sound a little better. <laughs> <laughs> so then they take the makeup off to try to reinvigorate the fan base and get people out, and it's only mildly successful. And that's when you have Gene fucking off and everything else. But no, so I all of that to say the early genius of Kiss was not Gene and Paul. It was Bill Coin and Sean Delaney, right. but unfortunately, they don't have the most savory of past because they did kind of take a lot from the band and they were kind of left with a lot of nothing and then forced to kind of figure it out all through the 80s. And I yeah. think that's part of the reason why I'm not as bitter about so many cash grabs that they do is because even if it's by their own fault, they did sign a very bad, bad, bad deal in the 70s. Yeah. So they kind of worked off nothing for a very long time to the point where, yeah, put myself in those shoes, I'd probably be slapping my name on a little bit of everything, to almost out of spite, just to be like, no, now I have the power to make the money, and I fucking will. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do know that there was a time... Um, and I'm try I, I, it definitely would be the 70s because uh, um, Peter Litwin from Coffin Break, we're, we're the same age, like we're like three or four days apart, right? So, and he he's from Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. So he, when he, in school, 
one of his good friends, she was um, she, her her cousin or her her uncle was Peter Chris. Oh wow! And there That's was this cool. whole yeah, there's this whole thing that you know we nobody could see his pictures. Nobody could you know it was like a this really big big thing. And and Peter remembers trying to fucking not Peter Chris Peter Litwin remembers mm-hmm. trying to always get to see fucking pictures of her uncle. You know, yep. and it was like. Can you imagine being related to one of them and having this this fucking where you can't allow anybody to see family pictures and shit like I that? That would be so crazy. But not, that's a crazy story, though. I love that. I never yeah. knew that. Yeah. Well, it was on that one interview I did with yeah. him that you never listened to. Right. <laughs> How many of these episodes have you listened to? I don't. I honestly, I never listen to anything I do. I don't because I'm doing it, and then you know. But usually I'm so, so you haven't seen all the wanted. clown faces I've been superimposing on no. you and everything no. else. No. Okay, cool, cool. No. Well, we'll keep it that way. <laughs> what can I do about it? <laughs> well, let's go ahead. Enough kiss talk. We always wind up devolving into that, but they're always doing something fucking ridiculous, and I have such a love hate relationship with them. Let's move over to Christmas music. God damn it! Yeah. Now, uh, have you ever really worked reta- retail? Have I worked retail? That's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, pretty much my whole life, dude. I mean, I still. I'm work talking about retail. like mall retail. Yeah, I used to work in record stores back when I was like right out of high school and stuff. What about like clothing stores, like a Macy's or a Dillard's or something? I don't like think that? I've ever. I don't remember ever working at a, a clothing store. No. Okay, that's no. an entirely different breed, my friend. The radio stations that play in those places oh, during yeah. the holiday season. Is it completely? De- that's why I was wanting to see if you've you've dealt with that torture yet. Because no, that's going to that's going to record paint. store. We can play our own records, you know. Oh, absolutely. Do you, do you and in my current playing? shop, oh, in my current shop, oh, we're playing fucking banging Christmas music. This shit's bumping. That ain't what playing in Dillard's. No, I'm sure it wasn't. <laughs> uh, no, I mean I've. I've technically I've shopped during Christmas time in stores and you know buying presents and heard the shit that they play. And you, you know, know what? In those tiny little moments, I'm sure it's enjoyable. It's all right. It's, it's imagine seems like forty a, a to fifty hours always, a week of the same air. playlist over and over and over. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I did work with a woman. That you know, because I was a receiving driver for a large company, mm-hmm. and um, uh, it's time of year she fucking plays. She's like a Christmas music junkie, and she, that's all she'd play is over and over and over. Yeah, by the end of it, uh, you'd just be like, ah, if I hear George Michael sing one more time, <laughs> did that uh. start like immediately after Thanksgiving, or did she wait at least until December? She wouldn't even. She it would start before Thanksgiving. You know, and we'd always bitch. Not until after Thanksgiving, you know. <laughs> and I tried to get into it in the beginning, but like, you know, right around, what's today? December, what, 9th or 10th? 11th. Or some, 11th. Um, yeah, it starts draining right now, you know. <laughs> you know, 11 days in or, well, after mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. So we're looking at like fucking, you know, 17 days in now, you know. Yeah, right before Thanksgiving, I was shopping at our. Um, I don't know if y'all have them over there. Uh, we've got grocery stores called Harris Teeter. Um, no, we don't. Okay, it's basically like a Kroger. I think y'all have got them, right? Okay. Do what? Nope, we have Tops and Wegmans. Okay, I'm sure this is all the fucking same. Uh, Publix. Nope. 
Regardless, it's it's a it's a fancy Walmart. There you go. Yeah, yeah. that uh, we have. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was in Harris Teeter grabbing some uh, stuff for right before Thanksgiving. Actually, I think it was for Friendsgiving. That was a week or two before it, and about one out of every three songs they started sprinkling in a Christmas tune. Like none oh, of yeah. it had lyrics, but like it was an instrumental. And it's like mm-hmm. I'm like ah oh, no 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 uh, that that's fucking jazzy jingle bells motherfucker stop that. <laughs> Do you know it actually makes you buy more? They've done studies, and when Christmas music is playing, your shopping goes up. Now I don't understand how you can do a a, a study like that. You know, it's mm-hmm. like because you're at a store shopping. I mean, nobody goes to the store to fucking use the restroom. Unless you're fucking really got to go, you know? I've done it before. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but you know what I mean? You're going, if you're going shopping, like in a Dillard's or, you know, fucking whatever Kohl's else or, yeah, you know, uh, Target. Well, not necessarily Target. You can, that's an everyday store. But, you know, you're, you're buying, you know, you're, especially that time of year, you're probably going to shop for something, right? Yep. Chances are you're going to buy a present. So I don't really get how you can do the statistics on that, but. Yeah, and you hit the nail on the head on that because I've never understood that stuff either because I'm sorry, maybe I'm just weird or it's because I've always kind of been in it. Marketing does not work on me. Yeah. Ever. I don't know if it works. I don't know if it works on me or not. Well, I did bike that fucking Kiss Alive album. (laughs) That kind of marketing is there. I'm talking about like promotional marketing being like, you know, you've got to get down here for this and a blah, 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 limited time. Like unless it's something like I automatically already wanted, that's not going to pull me in. Those commercials usually I don't. It does the opposite to me. It's like. You know, especially if it's a car dealership or someone's like, I ain't buying the car from that dude. No, (laughs) they're pushing too hard. (laughs) They want them gone for a reason. It's just too weird, you know, or the bed, the bed, the mattress dude, you know, there's, (laughs) there's a lot of those and, you know, I'm imagining the, uh, the guy that's making his rounds right now, um, um, it's like the Asian dude walking down like this aisle of like a bunch of refrigerators and like the camera's still like it's stagnant. You just see him walking down, like passing about a good eight refrigerators before he finally reaches the one closest to the camera and smacks. He goes, I love refrigerators. <laughs> <laughs> well, what is, really is the Christmas song that, is that every, it is. That's what really is the Christmas song that <laughs> Every time you hear it, you're just like, nope, and you're you're trying to find that skip button. Uh it's that Mariah Carey song. Um, fucking okay, what is barring that one? that one because I, I asked a few of my friends and I, I forgot to include that caveat. Dude. Barring that song because I think that's everyone's most hated. Um, probably Silent Night, the original. Just Silent Night, the holy yeah it's like it just sounds too much like a fucking hymn yeah okay keep christ out of christmas give me santa up on the rooftop come on yeah all right then you'll probably disagree with mine um because actually i have two um because i'll go in the hymnal route kind of like where you went but then i'll have like another like traditional one that just bugs me the traditional song like the hymnal one that just uh little drummer boy that's worse than silent night that doesn't little drummer boy doesn't bother me, especially when fucking Bowie and Crosby did it. That was fucking amazing. 
Come on. I don't care. Even David Bowie couldn't make that song good. He did. With no, he Crosby. didn't. Yeah, no, he did great, great version of that song. I, I love, love it. Bowie, but no. No. Yeah. Not even yeah, he yeah. can make that song enjoyable for me. Well, he... Oh, for you. Well, yeah, but you're talking you, dude. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're saying you're you for Silent Night. Silent, Silent Night's if, actually a good song. If it's in your head... It's going to be that way, and no one's going to ever change your mind. <laughs> you know, it's just the hey, stiff that's way. That's how we all no are. Way. Hey, that's no. how we all are. No, I'm very, I'm very eclectic, and I you're, love to be influenced. You're I very love, pliable. Yes, I am. I'm like Stretch Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> Stretch Armstrong up in this bitch. Come on. No, I, I can see. I can hear and see cool things and everything you know right. i you know even fucking kiss <laughs> <laughs> okay so outside uh what would be maybe one more because i've got one that kind of lays so i'll give my example so you'll see where to kind of land it my other one that i used to not understand why my mom hated it so much mom used to hate this i loved it and all of a sudden one year it came on and i'm like all right, yeah, no, fuck this song. Fuck Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer. Oh, yeah. Fuck that, that song, song, bro. It's, so di- it's just, yeah. Grandma it's, Got Run Over by a Reindeer. It's just hick, you know? It's just so <sighs> fucking, you know? She was drinking too much eggnog. It's It's a novelty song, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, what's, what's the novelty song that gets under you? Because I'm sure there has to be one. That's a Christmas song? I don't know. Yeah. I well, That one. but That one? I don't okay. know a lot of... Well, I guess every Christmas song technically is a novelty song, right? I mean, technically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, but that one's but, a little bit more novelty than some of the others. But the one novelty song that sticks into my head all the fucking time that I can't stand is that, We got a mighty convoy, ain't she a beautiful sight? Convoy. Breaker on nine. This here's a rubber ducky. I'm oh, God, yeah, 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 dry. yeah. Song would drive me up the fucking wall. It's like, fuck that song, dude. <laughs> and the streak. I don't You probably don't remember that. I was a little kid when the streak came on. Oh, no. But that, those, aren't, those aren't Christmas songs. So I, what I don't about know, uh, like, Chipmunk Christmas? Oh, you know, I loved it as a kid, but yeah, now I can't listen to it. All right, Elvin. <laughs> that was good that was a good chipmunk now that one doesn't bug me as much Christmas Christmas time of the year time for home I I want to <laughs> God, we're gonna do our own cover version. Fuck it, let's go. <laughs> yeah, that I, that doesn't bug me as much as fucking that fucking grandma got ran over by a reindeer. Hick, mm-hmm. hick, hick, the way, hick, hick. You know, fucking right. You know that song was written in a fucking trailer. And people, <laughs> hey, no problem with you guys living in trailers. I'm not getting off. You know, saying anything about you guys. Good. Don't write songs. However, just stop writing don't, music. Don't don't yeah, don't write songs or don't say you live in a trailer and write songs. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking piece of shit. <laughs> However, though, so we've spent a lot of time hating here. This is Dave's one of Dave's favorite time of years. All right. So, I do have some Christmas music I enjoy. Um, in a couple different kind of categories as well. Um, I'll go say like traditional first. The yeah. the uh, the now that's what I call Christmas playlist is what I call it. Oh. Um, 
there's a lot of the classics I like, like a lot of the Bing Cosby uh, shit, uh, the Elvis Blue Christmas. Um, I never really liked Elvis Christmas music. Really? I did, yeah, but I really dug Dean Martin, fucking uh, um, Frank Sinatra. Uh, what's that Andy guy? Fucking. Um, this is shit that my parents had. Yeah, you exactly. Know? So I, I do enjoy that stuff, as long as it's not overplayed. But you know what? These days, they don't get played that much, like in the mall and things like that. So Yeah, they really don't. So I think that's part of the reason why I'm able to kind of enjoy the original classic classics is because they're not played as much anymore. Yeah. My um, favorite, though, is fucking Phil Spector's Christmas album, a, a, a Christmas Gift for You, I think it's called. I need to revisit that one. Dude, it's the fucking best, dude. Okay. And it's all it's a lot of classic songs, but it's more uh um a lot of Motown on it and shit, you know. It's good stuff. It's fucking It's also Phil Spector, that crazy bastard. <laughs> dude, he was fucking looped. <laughs> um and then kind of uh, actually another one in the traditional realm. And this one this one might surprise you though. Um, Will it? And it's <laughs> yeah, darn. dude. I did that earlier. So we, we had a purchase list at work uh, where we were kind of writing everything down, stuff to reorder because on Mondays we do reorders. And um, I was helping a customer, and my ring, this ring, got caught underneath the. Uh, it was like this, uh, those yellow paper kind of uh, binding oh, yeah, book. Yeah, yeah, my ring got caught underneath it and sent it sliding across the uh, counter and like almost hit him. I was just like, I am so sorry. I am so sorry about that. You know, I pull it back. I'm like, you know, my bad. I, I apologize for that. And he's just like, I want whatever you have. I was just like, what? A ring that launches this across the table, bro? Like, I'm sorry. That was just a fumble. <laughs> and here I am smacking my fucking microphone. Um, no. A, a Christmas Denying the cocaine. Yeah. Gotcha. I can't afford cocaine, motherfucker. <laughs> I can't afford that shit. Um, the Christmas album that I won't play over and over, but at least once a year, I like to play it front to back. It's a very specific. Um, uh, God, what's oh, I had his name right before I started talking. I almost said Harry Connick Jr., but not him. Not him. Um, Michael Bublé. <laughs> no, old, old country singer. Um, Hank Williams? No, more cowboy country. Uh, he has the really popular version of Rudolph. Gene Autry. Gene yes. Autry. Yeah. There's a specific Gene Autry Christmas record. And the reason I say it's specific is you can always tell which record it is by the version of Rudolph. Yeah. The version of Rudolph that's on this record is not the one that gets played on the radio all the time. The one that the, version the big is intro? different. Yeah. Yes. Happy yeah. holidays, folks, wherever you may be. Bling, 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 yeah. bling. You know Dasher and Dancer. He's yeah. even doing a different melody to it. It's a little yeah. slower. Mm -hmm. And that record, that record is fantastic. It is. It has all these different interludes of him talking about Christmases when he was a kid. So that had to yeah. be Christmases in the fucking 1940s. Yeah. And and they had uh, Up on the Housetop, um, even had Santa's Coming in a Whirly Bird. That song is goofy as hell, but I to this day still have a Santa in a Whirly Bird Christmas ornament because my goofy ass of fucking four years old, Santa's Coming in a Whirly Bird, run around the house singing that fucking song, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. 
So yeah, so when it comes to the classic stuff, I can't be a 100% hater. That Gene Autry Christmas record, I don't know the specific name of it, but the one that's got all those songs on, it's primarily a white background with yep. him and his cowboy hat with his acoustic guitar. That's the one. Listen to that one. It's fucking great. I love that one. Yeah. What do you think of the, the Peanuts Christmas uh, album? I love it. I, I love uh, that one too, man. Yeah. Like so many people hate on the peanuts. I oh, love fucking, peanuts. The harmonies in the fucking on that album are just so insane and just great. It just sounds so fucking good, dude. It does. And, but and people hate on like the peanut specials, like Great Pumpkin and you oh, know God, Christmas. I the, I, yeah, I love. Man, I love everything. I love peanuts. <laughs> I do too. And you know what? And in and as I've gotten older, I've grown to appreciate Peanuts more and more and more for the simple fact that it is pure, good innocence. Yeah. How do you feel about Mr. Peanut? <laughs> <laughs> A sexual deviant. <laughs> but, with but his the monocle. Yes. Staring me down, undressing me with his eye. <laughs> but the Peanuts, like, there's nothing malicious it's all in good fun. There's no horrible yeah. attitudes. There's nothing bad. There's no, the parents are dumb or the teachers are dumb. They might do a little, they don't understand. But sure, yeah, even being adult, there's there's times I don't understand my little sister. Valid. Okay, mm -hmm. adults don't understand kids. That's, that's fine. Yeah. It was way ahead of its time, too. I mean, if you look back at the dates of the originals and that, you know, and you got characters like Peppermint Patty and Strong Female, <laughs> Lesbian. <laughs> Who was your little buddy, sir? Excuse me, sir. What was her? You know, uh, fucking, God, I can't remember her name. Oh, yeah. God. Uh, yeah. Uh, getting ahead of the pronoun game. Yeah, dude, that was <laughs> totally, dude. That, 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 you try to tell me they weren't gay. They were totally gay. Absolutely, bro. And fucking animated gay is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Ask oh, any manga and anime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, it was way fucking ahead of its time. But that album, though, that Christmas album, is, oh yeah, is so good. No, I, I would, I would put that on repeat in the shop if I didn't feel like I'd get bitched out for it. Yeah. <laughs> no, fan, and and you know what? That's a really great record that. And this goes to show the timelessness of that record specifically. If you have an all-adult party, 30-plus, we're all drinking, laughing, having a few bites, enjoying ourselves. If any of those songs come on, not a single person in that room is going to go, Ugh. Everyone's going to smile and go, Oh, shit, it's the Peanuts music! Mm -hmm. Because everyone has that good, fond memory of the Peanuts. Mm -hmm. So yeah. no, I totally agree. If if we have to talk about best record, that honestly might be a hard one to beat. That I think okay. that might be the best Christmas record. It's my second favorite. Phil Spector's is my first. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's just like movies. Which I don't know which is my favorite Christmas movie. If it's a fucking Christmas Story or if it's fucking Christmas Vacation. I don't know, but it's one of those two. Dude. That's, a, that's a close tie there, that, bud. I they can't. Flip, they flip all the time, man. Did you see the the new Christmas story? The um, I liked that a lot. Me too. It was great. Uh, yes, it was, uh, a Christmas a story. Christmas. I think that's yeah. what it's called. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, I think it came out last year or the year before. I can't remember. Yep. No, that was genuinely very good. I went into it nervous because I'm just like, ooh. 
I don't like Christmas movies, but this is one of the few I like. And you don't want to fuck with a classic either. You know, you're hitting it, and I'm I'm going into it so nervous. But my girl wants to watch it. I'm down for watching. It's like okay, and like first few minutes, I'm already chuckling. I'm like, okay, well, the vibes right. This this feels okay. And by the end of the movie, I'm just like, that's how you do a sequel all these years later. That yeah. was good. Yeah. <laughs> it was it wasn't perfect, but it was like it hit the mark of yes, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> there was a few problems, a few little like story wasn't fantastic, but you know what? No Christmas yeah. movie story is good. Yeah, Elf was pretty good. <laughs> mm, no, no, oh, we're, not, love, we're not getting I, into that. We're not. I getting love into, Elf. I love Elf. I don't I love- like Will Ferrell. Oh man, what's wrong with so, you? So that paints this. So now that whole paints my whole opinion of Elf. Elf is everything I hate about Will Ferrell rolled into one. <laughs> just, just you just hate on the eleven. You just hate the goodness. You can't say you that. hate Will Ferrell. How do you the, do that? The only role Will Ferrell was good in, and the same thing goes for Steve Carell. It's the one movie I like with Steve Carell in it. Is Anchorman. That's the one movie that I like both of those actors in. Steve Carell and Will Ferrell, I like them in that movie. Other than that, I'm not a fan of those two. Same uh, thing goes for Jim Carrey. Not a fan of Jim Carrey. Yeah, Jim Carrey, uh, I, I I can understand that one. Jim Carrey goes way over the top, you know. I mean, has he made me laugh? Yes, Pet Detectives I thought were great, but that's really it. Yeah. Nothing else he's done is great, and I thought Pet Detective 2 was fucking way funnier than Pe- Pet Detective 1. You know, three darts too much. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let me ask you this. Since we've talked a lot about classic Christmas music, what are some off-the-wall Christmas records that you really like that's either kind of like a grungy rock or rap or just something that doesn't fit the traditional Christmas mold, but it's still a Christmas record? You know, I've never really gone off on, like, bands that have done christmas music unless really? it's unless it's something that's put out there on the radio and shit i know almost everybody does right have one um pretenders fucking uh nine what is it nine thousand miles from home or something like that i don't know what the song is oh i, I know what you're talking about it, it, it i just blanked on that too but yeah i know what you're talking about well well the things that kind of popped in my head was like one record I kind of revisit ever since it came out because it's honestly really good is the Bad Religion Christmas record. No, I did never fucking even listen to it. But Bad it's, Religion is amazing, so it probably is great. Imagine that musicianship on like Angels We've Heard on High, like Greg's voice doing that. Oh, 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 Aria, he has just his sail. He he's got that hymnal voice. It works so well, did, dude. Did they try to traditionalize it, or is it everything done in- is traditional with punk rock guitars? All right, yeah. So it's very, like that could be very cool. So like, know? imagine the traditional pace of a Christmas song, mm-hmm. but played sounding fast so like the melody may still be angels we have heard on high but the drums doing angels we have heard on high i'd have to hear it yeah so it's like they kind of keep it fast paced while the actual melody is still slow so it's that controlled speed like what the sex pistols do 
through the whole album? Uh, for the most part. Yeah, that they, might they, they kind they kind that of punk up on. song songs like um one song they actually they they throw some nods to classic songs like um dreaming of a white Christmas starts out like beat on the brat I'm dreaming of a white kind of thing yeah okay that could be cool. Yeah. yeah, so it, it kind of have to hear it. it. It's a really good record. It, it's one of the few punk rock Christmas records I, I actually enjoy. I always try to stay away from it because um, I've heard a few bands do Christmas songs and it just doesn't work. So mm-hmm. I just, you know, I just <laughs> don't want to don't want to give it a you know. I like, got I, one I, for you. I like you guys, you know, so let's just keep it that way, you know? I've got one for you, and this band released it a few years ago, and as soon as I saw that they were releasing it, I went, uh-oh. Is, oh, it, a cra- no. is, it, is it a crappy band? By most people's standards, probably not. All right. Um, I'm kind of 50-50 on the band. There's a few records of theirs I like, but their last few records have just not been good, but... As soon as I saw they were releasing a Christmas song, I went, uh-oh, and then I clicked it, and it was full of auto-tune and a really cringy music video, and I went, oh, this is really bad. Uh, they even it's did the- a music video? Yes, and it's horrible. Is it I'm the, sure is I'm is showing a clip hot, of it Red right Hot now. Chili Peppers? <laughs> no, I, I never I liked imagine. anything of theirs. Yeah, me either. <laughs> that would be a really fucking bad Christmas song. But no, I'm sure I just showed a clip of it there. It's the Offspring's uh, Christmas oh, song. Right, yeah. Oh, there's, God. There's not it a is lot of so Offspring. bad. There's not a lot of Offspring stuff I like. There's yeah. there's a handful of stuff I appreciate. I yeah, wouldn't really consider too. myself was, a fan. No, not at all. But me, but there's no some close. stuff that like I'll listen to, and I'm like, you know, this is out of all the. I always put it in perspective. If I put the offspring in my big pool of bands that I really like, give it to me, baby. Uh huh. Uh huh. No, no <laughs> I'm probably not going to be reaching for the offspring first in my big pool of bands that I like. Yeah. However, when I put them in the pool of their era i'll probably grab the offspring that's well, the way i look at it. It, it the way you said that in the pool of the things you like um what was your like your i know you use spotify you're on mm-hmm. spotify so you got what's your top five did you, did you do your year in rap what's your top five for your uh, fucking spotify that tells you who you've you know? honestly i couldn't even tell you because yeah, well they my, tell you you well, just fucking t- hit through your fucking <laughs> meaning <laughs> I remember looking at it, and I don't remember, because for like the last three years, my rap has been all sorts of fucked up, because what'll happen is I'll fall asleep with an album on repeat, because I'll fall asleep Mm -hmm. listening to music sometimes, so I'll fall asleep to an album on repeat, and all of a sudden, a single I may have listened to just a couple times is now like my Mm. top played song of the year. (laughs) So like, my my rap playlist is always all sorts of fucked, so I rarely share it. I think like, fucking the jerry only solo record it was it was in like my top 10 most played records when i know i just gave that like a cursory skim uh, yeah, <laughs> so like no i know it's all sorts of fucked up <laughs> yeah mine was uh uh red cross number one mm-hmm. coffin break number two which surprised me you know but i mean i was like wow cool i knew t- i listened to coffin break quite a bit but i didn't think it would be top two Three, I, I think, was um, the Wine Lips. Four, Ween. 
and five. I don't even remember. Well, if it says anything about how fucked up my algorithm is, Kiss wasn't even in my top five played, and you know that's fucked up and wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. that's wrong if Kiss sitting in my top played. Yeah. It was in like the main big playlist it makes me, but yeah. no, it, it was not in like my year and rap thing. I think they may have been like number nine or some shit, and I'm like, no, that's way yeah. off. <laughs> that's wrong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, five, five, my five was Mud Honey. That's what it was. Which I don't really listen to that much Mud Honey, uh, but I did and- listen to that new album a lot. So that's probably why I went in there. But I do and, listen and to the I know first that Misfits was in my top five, and that's fucked up because I only really started digging back into them maybe starting in August when I started doing all the bootleg stuff. So that all kind of fell into place all at one time. I started re-listening and then getting into it. So no, yeah. uh, why why are they in, like my in my top five? And I started listening to them hardcore again in August. Yeah, <laughs> don't make no sense. Well, probably if you, the algorithm of you listening to it a lot in a short period of time might have true. boosted it up. You know? That's true, yeah. And also, there was a lot of times when um, I was trying to do some speed correction on certain songs, so I was like playing it over and over like in both headphones to make sure I'm like getting it in sync or like tonalities are correct, so yeah. Yeah, cool. So yeah, I use my Spotify for a lot. I, I never rely on that shit. <laughs> Can uh, you play some elevator music real quick? I made an entire elevator graphic for us, and it's really oh, creepy. Really? It's kind of uh, creepy. <laughs> is, it, is it the shining? Of all the blood comes running out? <laughs> no, no. It, it's a combination of a few things I put together, because I was just going to put like a still image of just elevator doors. But uh, then I was just like, eh, no, I'm going to do something weird with this. And I just did a search for like uh, green screen people walking, because I was going to put like a bunch of like really weird people just walking through the frame. And I found this fucked up looking CGI render of a dude dancing and like his face looks really weird. So I just have like this dude dancing in a hallway in front of an elevator. (laughs) Can you edit out the music and throw something on it behind it? Well, usually it's the traditional elevator music. Oh, okay. You should throw some of your fucking shit on there and have that stupid guy dancing. (laughs) It's 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 even creepier with the elevator music. You guys will see right now. Hey, you're having a drink too. Fuck yeah, dude! I always, <laughs> I always do every time I podcast, dude. I can't. I, I just, I don't know. There's something about sitting down here talking. I just want to have beers or drinks or something, which I explains the, all I, the elevator music. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Which we are now back from. <laughs> um, another Christmas record. I do have to, or not even a Christmas record. A single. I have to throw out there. Um, one of the better Christmas covers I've heard in a long time, and. Y'all can scream personal bias or whatever. I think it's genuinely good. Um, Tuck Smith did a cover of Happy Christmas, uh, the Slade song. Oh, I've never heard it. I've heard Happy Christmas, but I'm not... I haven't heard much of Tuck Smith's... Uh, it's it's genuinely really good. Again, I'm not a fan of Christmas covers at all, but like he, he did a really damn good job on that song. Like I, I enjoy it a whole lot. So uh, that, speaking about word association that we were doing earlier, every time you say Tuck Smith, uh, you know what pops into my head? That song Wild Horses from uh, um, Silence of the Lambs, because that guy tucks it, you know? 
See, I figured I figured you'd think of uh, why, why would you go with the name Tuck? <laughs> the uh, the Tuck clothing brand. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, there's a uh, like a punk rock or like clothing brand, and they do like shoes and shit. It's called Tuck. That's just uh, to have a punk rock clothing brand is not really punk rock. So. <laughs> I, I mean, that could be an entire separate conversation because what do you call trash of vaudeville? I don't know. What is that? That the original New York um, shop that had all the original was, shit like back in the mid 70s. Was it their own brand or was it like uh, secondhand stuff that they would like? Both. Yeah. See, I, when I think of punk clothing, it's always like kind of self-made, you know, secondhand, you know, s- stuff like that. But yeah. So I mean, okay. Would you consider you know, uh, not, not to get too far off? But I am just kind of curious. Would you consider a punk band that reached out to a printing company to get professional screen press shirts done? Would you consider that the same thing? They're doing it themselves, so it's independent. Um, I well, I mean, but yeah, but but I you mean, the clothing it. store could be independent as well. It could be an independent clothing brand. Yeah, that's that's. I guess that's punk rock. Sure. Yeah. And yeah. What is punk rock anyway? God damn it! I, I, don't, I don't really know, dude. Uh, <laughs> that's a separate episode. <laughs> yeah, I we've talked about it before. Yeah, but, but not too I in depth. Our, I think our very first episode, we went pretty deep on it, or our second or something. Well, through the, with yeah. me and you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Uh, talking about uh, Christmas records that don't fall under the uh, traditional banner, though, of it not being good. And I and this is, a, I, this is a change for me. I used to like this record. Twisted Sister put out a Christmas record. Yeah, I remember that one. I do. <laughs> I liked that a lot when it first came out, but now I listen to it and I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say, I, clever as fuck of them to re-record. We're not gonna take it and just put "Come All You Faithful" on top. Lyrics. I appreciate uh, Twisted Sister. I really can't say that I like Twisted Sister. I'm a fan of Twisted Sister, but um, but I you think appreciate them. Yeah, I was like in 11th grade, I think, when they came out and stuff, yeah. and it was it was cool you know it was like yeah well the music was really generic what do but, you want to do with your life <laughs> but it was it was um that was later though that that was like i want to rock three or four years into their existence yeah. there, uh, there was a kid in my high school randy fucking uh God, I can't remember his last. He is a big Twisted Sister fan, dude. That's how we knew about him. Yeah, them and uh, fucking was it Manowar that was back then? That was yeah, little, that was another yeah. name. I don't know if that's the one though, but it was that, a name though. <laughs> it yeah. was a band. <laughs> what, was it the same time? Do you I believe re- so? If I'm not mistaken, yeah. yeah. Okay, it was them then. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he was big, big on both of those. But Twisted Sister, I saw as a like. They had that commercial value, you know, but um, just the worst fucking glam that you could, you know, come up with and stuff. And it was hilarious looking. D. Snyder's fucking hilarious too. And then when he went up against uh, in court against uh, when oh Cooper that was Warren brilliant, was trying to fucking slap the parental guidance on the thing, which I thought was brilliant mm-hmm. the whole time. It's like yeah, I slapped that on there, dude. Let. 
it's just telling people what's you know hey this is it's more advertising you know it's yeah. like yeah it's a yeah, badge they, of they, honor. They, they, people start actually making it part of their album cover instead of it being just a sticker <laughs> yeah yeah exactly but yeah the, the twisted sister christmas uh, unless you want to hear just for the pure laugh of it all the heavy metal 12 days of christmas <laughs> i don't think i've heard that yeah that they, they, sister yep that's the last track on their christmas record the heavy metal wow. 12 days of christmas and they of course come up with brand new items to give on you know so it's not partridge in a pear tree it's like uh i think the pos- partridge in a pear tree is and a tattoo of ozzy oh. um <laughs> and, and and there's like uh five skull earrings uh a certain amount of cans of hairspray, leather belts, you know, all this kind of shit. It's it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember uh, Bob and Doug McKenzie's 12 Days of Christmas? You know, the dudes not, from Not Strange by name. Uh, well, Bob, do you remember Bob and Doug McKenzie? The, they're like, um, it's uh, fucking um, Ray, Ray Moranis and uh, fucking, what's the other guy's name? They they did that movie Strange Brew, you know Ray, Ray uh, from Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Oh yeah 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 yeah. See you you have to give movie name associations. I'm yeah, horrible yeah, yeah. with actor names. I um, know my movies, I just don't know my actor names. I probably got his name wrong. I'm really bad with Rick actor Ram- names. Rick, Rick Morandis, something Marantis, like that. I think Morantis. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that. Yeah, that's. Yeah, he he's a uh, either Bob or Doug. I don't know which one. But they're gotcha. they're Canadian fucking stoner drunks, you know. Okay. You, you know, it's fucking funny as shit, dude. <laughs> on the third day of Christmas. They keep on talking to each other through the whole thing, too. Because yeah, like, they get sidetracked and stuff. And what actually, do, do side note, that's another one. Fuck the 12 days of Christmas. Whoever wrote that song deserves to burn in hell. That, no. No, no, no. If you want to sing about the 12 days of Christmas, guess what? Start on day 12. What are the 12 days of Christmas, though? What is... is there's, I just know of one day of Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> what, I thought what, you were about is, to ask me what are all the gifts, and I was no, like, oh, no, shit. No, no, no. But, what, I mean, what What the fuck? What, it's like... I mean, it's in the, Hanukkah. Yeah, I know. That's what it's like. <laughs> that sounds like the like, 12 days of Hanukkah. Yeah, which is, what, nine, I think, yeah. or something? Yeah, so we're but, even tacking on a few extra days. So what the fuck is that? I've never heard of that in real life, somebody actually doing something like that. Mm-mm. Get a gift uh, every day for 12 days straight? Yeah. I mean, Mm-mm. it sounds, in that theory, sounds awesome if you're a kid, but horrible <laughs> if you're a parent. <laughs> Merry Christmas today, you get this pack of gum. Yeah, that's what <laughs> Lunch money. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Merry Christmas today, you get to live. <laughs> <laughs> Wrap up a fucking hot dog. Here you go. Mm. Well, since we uh, since we kind of uh, gave a little spoiler and said what our favorite Christmas movies were, which we were right in tandem, Christmas Story and Christmas Vacation, uh, barring all the vapid, horrible Hallmark movies, what's a classic Christmas movie that you're like, fuck that movie, dude? Dude. Because oh. I, I have one. If it's a uh, like a total classic or just just a um maybe just a popular movie because I wouldn't say this is my pick is necessarily a classic but it's a popular one for this time of year. 
I hate it so much that I can't remember what it's called. What was but, it about? Uh, it's, it's so bad. I am. I think I've erased it from my memory. It's a fucking. It's like I think there's a wedding in it, and it's a love story. It's like a Hallmark. I think it's where Hallmark got their ideas for everything. Gotcha. Um, now the the one that I can't stand is to kind of give you a little time to think on it. I. I don't know what it is about this movie. It just it drives me up the fucking wall. I do not like. Um, fuck you said all that. Now I was trying to stall because I forgot the fucking name of mine. God damn it! Oh, Jack Frost with uh, fucking um, the fucking Martin sad Short? movie where the fucking dad dies at the very beginning and gets reincarnated into the fucking snowman. Fuck that movie, dude. Fuck that movie. <laughs> uh, I don't think I've ever seen it. That is horrible. The, the, the kid's dad dies within the first like fucking five minutes of the movie. It's a fucking. It's sad the entire time, and then the dad's spirit gets brought back to life as a snowman. And the whole crux of the movie now is this kid trying to prevent the snowman from melting so his dad doesn't die again. It's fucked up. Yeah, that sounds horrible. It's horrible, dude. But, like, people go and, like, they're just like, oh, did you watch Jack Frost this year? No, I'm not trying to ball my fucking eyes out. It's a horrible movie. I don't want to feel like this. No. No. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> it's a horrible movie that plays with emotions. Pixar fucking watches this movie and goes, God damn, why the fuck did you do this? We just killed an old bitch and up, but, like, this is ruthless. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm trying to Google and see what fucking it is, and um, the movie I'm talking about it's not coming up here. It's like Love Always. That's Love Always. Okay, no, yeah. I hadn't even seen that one. Fucking, just it's just it's not it's it's a Christmas movie though. Um, <laughs> Home Alone though, I just watched that with my kids today. That was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, I I like that. He's was really good as a kid. He was a really good fucking fun oh, yeah. kid actor, dude. Now I need to watch Home Alone again. Uh, I've only watched, um, see, so far I've watched Christmas with the Cranks. That's pretty good. I haven't seen that one yet. I um, hadn't, I hadn't seen it till this year. But uh, we were just surfing through the Christmas movies, and I was like, you know, I've seen a million trailers for this movie. I never watched it. Essentially, it's just Tim Allen and um, uh, what's her nuts from Jamie Halloween? Lee Curtis. Yes, Jamie Lee Curtis. They decide, fuck it, we're not having Christmas this year. Our daughter is going to be out of town. We invest so much money into doing this, and it's pointless every year. How about we spend half of the money we typically would and go on a cruise? Or the, and they live in a neighborhood where everybody has to fucking decorate their house. The whole so neighborhood like a, is like a fucking comes, cult when it comes to this Christmas shit. Yeah, and they're like, right, you're right, not right. putting out Frosty? No, we're yeah. not putting out Frosty this year. Well, why aren't there lights? We're skipping Christmas this year. <gasps> the entire fucking time. It's, it's so it, They do that for half of the movie. And then Jamie Lee gets a call on the phone, and she's like, Hey, Mom, I'm actually coming home for Christmas, and I'm bringing my boyfriend, who's never celebrated Christmas, and he's excited to see all your lights and the traditional Christmas party we do every year. And guess what? We're home in 12 hours! So now it's the whole thing of them, like, rushing to, like, try to make everything right, make, make amends with the neighbors, get everything set up, and all this other crap, and it just, it just... It's genuinely pretty good. I wasn't expecting it to be as funny as it was. So yeah. we've only watched that one and um, A Christmas Story so far. I don't think I made it through that Christmas with the Cranks, but I remember once we start, you started talking about it, I started remembering it. 
Yeah, it's, it's honestly not as bad as a lot of the other Christmas movies out there. I'm, I'm, I'd give that one a rewatch. Oh, and a fucking classic. And everyone and people like shitting on this movie. And they can kiss my ass. I'll watch this even when it's not Christmas time because it's a fucking funny, good movie. Jingle all the way. It's Turbo Time. Oh. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I will watch Arnold make a fool of himself any time of year, bro. I don't care. I'll watch Jingle All the Way in the middle of July. I love that movie. Not even because it's a Christmas movie, but watching Jake Lloyd, fucking Anakin Skywalker, doing his horrible acting in this movie too. It wasn't George Lucas's fault. Fuck all you guys. The kid didn't deserve. The kid didn't deserve as much hate as he got. But at the same time, let's not lose sight of the fact that he's not a good kid actor. I'm sorry. Yeah. So watching him doing to every fucking line and Arnold just going like I gotta get this Turbo Man doll and then Sinbad just going this is fucking racist bullshit the entire movie is just it's gold it's fantastic <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch that I, I, I remember seeing it when it came out and uh... yeah Sinbad is just yelling the entire time being like where's Rodney King when you need him this is racial profile and this is some bullshit you know and all this and Arnold's just running around the ah, ah, I need the Turbo Man doll and you get Anakin Skywalker my dad doesn't love me anymore <laughs> all because he's not getting a toy all because he's not getting a fucking Turbo Man toy yeah. or he doesn't even know he's not getting it but he's just upset because his dad's been distant I remember seeing it a long long time ago and, and you've got this creepy fucking dude in the neighborhood the too chance. There's a creepy dude in the neighborhood, and it's like, I remember a few years ago on Couch Potatoes, we did a deep dive on this movie, but I'll bring it to you. Watch this movie with this neighbor in mind. Within the first few minutes of you being introduced to this character, you have two lonely housewives coming up to him. Oh, so-and-so, I made you these cookies for thank for helping me put up the yada yada in the house. And this is like, oh yeah, and thank you so much for the yada yada. And he's just like, oh, I'm just, I just love being a good neighbor to everybody. Dude, he's fucking the entire neighborhood. <laughs> and he's trying to move in on fucking Arnold's wife too. And like, he is just ruthless with this shit. He's just like, well, you know, it's such a shame that, you know, whatever the fuck his name was, you know, always working you know and he's not here to help bake cookies with you and this that and the other and she's like oh well yeah i guess but dude he is he is trying to get a piece of this ass the entire fucking movie (laughs) and it's fucking funny that sounds pretty good that does so yeah so do you need a is that a uh um uh, uh, a recipe that needs to be in a christmas movie you gotta have the douche (laughs) You know, yeah, I think you do. You kind of have it. Well, douche slash nosy neighbor. Yeah, that's yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and usually the nosy neighbor winds up being the douche, but the douche can be traded for the nosy neighbor at times. Who is the douche in the Christmas story? Marcus and his crew, the bullies. K- k- kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Y- so, yeah. so you had the bullies, and yeah, um, those, th- yeah. Also the dogs. They were they, the, the dogs, dogs are actually more douchey. You know, <laughs> they ate the turkey. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, they're just being fucking dogs, douchey dogs. And uh, what what's your favorite scene from a Christmas story? 
Oh, fuck, dude. Because there are so many good ones, but I've got mine off the top of my head immediately. My favorite scene is just because of the way it's filmed and just the whole play of it is when he, you know, changing the tire with his dad and he fucking hits the, it's the dad's fault, too. Hits the fucking thing, yeah, and you see the lug nuts just... And just zooms into his face and... Fudge! (laughs) But I didn't say fudge. And... and, (laughs) <laughs> and the dad's look is <laughs> like, what the? F-? I love the overreaction too. He gets back in the car. He's just like, you know what your son just said outside? What? <laughs> which, which totally sets up all my favorite scenes because that's the life boy soap. You know, he's got to put it, you know, he, and then the, her, her, his mom calls the fucking uh, his friend, you know, do you know or no? What? Yeah. Oh, because he said uh, he learned know, it from his friend. Yeah. I can't remember his name. I can't but, either. Um, and then so she calls him up. And, you know where he heard it? Well, his father. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> no. no. Your son. son. What? screaming in the back <laughs> <laughs> and beat it that is fucking that is, such, <laughs> that is such a great fucking written fucking little chunk of movie right there dude it's, it is that that that's almost my favorite my favorite though is the very last or the second to the last scene because the very last scene is the mom and dad sitting on the couch looking outside being like this was a good christmas and then you know credits it's the scene right before that that's my favorite scene what is it jingle braille jingle braille Yeah, they go to the Chinese. That's the set, that's the scene right before the end of the movie. Yes, I thought there was a little bit more movie after that. Okay, yeah, nope, yeah, that's you're right. right before yeah, it ends. Right at the end, and yeah. the reason it's my favorite. No, not because of the horrible way they're singing Jingle Bells and everything else. Though that is still fucking hilarious. I don't care who you are. Someone singing mm. a song in a different accent is funny i'm not laughing at the accent i'm laughing at the fact i'm used to hearing this a certain way now i'm hearing it with a certain accent and that is funny shoot well me. I, don't get- <laughs> I mean and what's funny about it is you know let's just be it's it's a it's a stereotype thing that's you know some people would say racist and can you and do that's that? the reason I'm can getting you, in front of it is motherfuckers yeah, like yeah. calling that racist card and it's like, like no you, it's not racist can you do it today could you do that put that in a movie today I honestly think you could I think you could because it's all it's in the way is presented because the yeah, way because- is presented in this movie is not in a hateful way no and and it's uh and it's the- not in a demeaning way either. And the, it's the Asian guy trying to get them to sing it right, too. Yeah. I and mean, it's like, no, no, which is just... <laughs> it's la-la-na, what... not fra-ra-ra. <laughs> yeah, it's very... It's it's funny. Yeah. But the second reason that scene is my favorite, it is the only time 100% ad-lib is done in that movie. Because, oh, really? Yes. Fun fact about that scene. Is she the, laughing for real? And that's the, the original way it was supposed to be shot was the, you know, fa ra 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 and deck to halls, ra ra ra, all that. You know, no, 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 no. Just go back into the kitchen. They were supposed to just make a few comments, you know, as they bring the duck out, you know, and with the narration. That's when we were introduced to, you know, a new Chinese, a new Christmas tradition, Chinese turkey, you know, shit like that. And then it was going to clip to the next thing. 
However, the uh, the woman playing the mom did not know they were going to bring the duck out with the head still on. She did not know that. So she thought go, it was going to look just like a small turkey and all yes. the Yes. So go rewatch the scene. Her reaction Please. is 100% real. That, oh, like that. And now everyone's trying to work off that energy. So the kids lean up, oh, cool, all that. And you see the, I forget everyone's real names, but the dad. He's mm-hmm. he's kind of chuckling and playing it off, being like, this. There, there's there's still a head on it and you see the guy oh brings out the cleaver chops it off so he knew that was going to be part of it they didn't so that was all done in one take and their genuine reactions to that did the is what know? made the movie or no did, the only no, okay. people that knew were the directors and stuff and the guy bringing it out because he yeah. was gonna chop the head off you know and make it yeah. a thing all of their reactions, though, were 100% genuine. They did not tell them it was going to look like that when it came out. So so that adds to that layer for me and just makes it more enjoyable. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Way to try to take the racism out of it, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we do here on Something Good For You. <laughs> yeah. Attempt things. <laughs> <laughs> we attempt the nearly impossible over here. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> well, not only has this been a great episode, but I do need to wrap up here because my time is almost up. I sectioned off a certain part of this evening to be able to do this. I have a lot cool. more shit to do this yeah, evening. Yeah, I got stuff to do too, so. Well, excellent. Well, again, unfortunately, we're skipping our what the fuck have we been listening to segment because all we did was fucking talk about shit we've been listening to because it's Christmas time, motherfuckers getting the holly jolly spirit. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely yeah. recommend uh, the Gene Autry Christmas record and uh, Dave, you recommend the... I'm going to go with Phil. Yep, the Phil Spectre, Fe- Phil a, Spectre a, one. A Christmas gift for you. Excellent. And, and then, you know, dessert would be peanuts. Dessert would be peanuts. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was I was thinking in a literal sense. I'm like, what? I'm like, yeah. You can have peanuts for dessert if you want, but I mean, <laughs> I'm talking weird. Mu- musically, the Peanuts Christmas album for dessert. Yeah, definitely co-sign on that. On don't the second eat the choice. Christmas album though. Dessert, They're not very I mean, tasty. Ear, ear dessert. You yes. know. That's what I'm talking about. But yeah. Ear candy. Ear candy. Ear candy. <laughs> sugar, mm-hmm. sugar plums for your ears, baby. <laughs> right on. Cool. Well, if you like what we're doing, definitely check out the other shows on the network. Link is in the episode description and in this YouTube description. Ah, so weird saying that. And if you're all watching this on YouTube, do all the YouTube shit. Like it. Follow us. Subscribe. Ring the bell for notifications. All that jazz. Don't be like Dave and sign up for our Discord. Link is in all all the descriptions everywhere. Um, I don't know if there's anything else to plug. Oh, uh, definitely the Something Good merch store. Uh, I'm going to have those pint glasses up by the time folks are listening to this. I'm sorry, Dustin. Besides your, no, t-shirt, Dust- your t-shirt store, you know, the, Christmas, yep. you know, get a fucking oh. t-shirt for some for Christmas. Absolutely. We got the Bean? Something Good Network Something store. Like that. In what, that. Is it? What, what is it? I was going to say, we got the Something Good Network store, so you can get yourself a Something Good Network t-shirt or a Something Good For You shirt or a Couch Potatoes shirt. And then on the Fiend Media Club, uh, we've got the Moonwalk Among Us and the Where's Dooley and all that goofy-ass shit. All that will be down there. And Dave, again, thank you so much for joining me, as always. Um, whenever you do a new episode of your show, I'll tell folks to listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking haven't done anything on that for a long time. Are y'all going to do a Christmas episode? Nah, I don't think so. 
Oh, well. No. <laughs> Matt, Matt's computer crashed, so, you know, it's like... Well, did I'm his just... microphone fucking crash? No, but I mean... Well, he, there you go. He, he just re-download Zoom and bada-bing, bada-boom. What's he waiting on? Well, he, he doesn't have a computer for Zoom. Oh, I didn't know. What well, usually when you hear crash, meaning like it was able to like reboot, but you just lose all your memory. No, I think he's he's it's like a oh full blue screen. Yeah, he was, doesn't work at all. So Damn. he's got to buy a new computer, which he can at Walmart for like a hundred and thirty bucks. But <laughs> that's still a hundred and thirty bucks. Hey, trust me, I'm I'm nickel and diamond looking at fucking twenty dollars, going motherfucker. <laughs> so, <laughs> so no, I, I feel that. We're not doing anything, you know. We're, I'm just waiting on them, those guys, and probably started up then. But if well, fuck, whatever. We'll just do this. You know? Absolutely. And I've been yeah. talking to some folks, and uh, who knows? Maybe we'll be uh, adding another show to the network uh, by the start of the year. So what the show? network can. I'm not going to say anything yet, but it's not going to be God, someone please. connected to anything or anyone here it's going to be the first 100 percent outside the network show oh cool yes and that's going to be pretty fun unless it sucks or if it doesn't come to be i'm just hoping it does it seems as right. if it will oh i understand why you don't want to say anything about it <laughs> exactly yeah. as if it doesn't come to be then i'm not helping well, you, anything but you already teased something so if it's so, you're, some, you're, something will happen i just don't know if it'll be an ongoing show or not but something it might not be that happen. thing but eventually something will happen that's, hey I've got that's why i like and, my wordplay <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, guys, again, thank you so much for joining us. And Dave, do you have any sort of wise wisdom for the folks out there this holiday season? Oh, well, make, make something happen. <laughs> <laughs> anything. Just make it happen. Make anything happen. Jeez. Yeah, and then send it to Alex so he can put it on here. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right on, man. Tune in next time, guys. All right. It's good talking to you. Old St. Nick's got bourbon breath It's so cold you could catch your death A cop sold me some crystal meth It's a merry fucking Christmas Everything's so Christmassy The streets are twinkling with frozen hey, stop! My priest just sat on Santa's knee It's a merry fucking Christmas All the kids go to bed each night To dream what Santa brings them Unless they're Jewish or Muslim Or some other chip religion Crappy toys flying off the shelves Midgets dressed up to look like elves Spread good cheer or burn in hell It's a merry fucking Christmas All the kids go to bed each night To dream what Santa brings them Unless they're Jewish or Muslim Or some other chip religion Crackling fires to keep me warm And my collection of Asian born Cradle my bells and work my horn It's a keep on trucking Last year sucking Midget chucking Slap the puckin' How much wood could a woodchuck check in You've been listening to the Something Good Network. If you liked what you heard, you can follow us on Instagram, and check out the other great shows on the network. Link is in the episode description.